it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Grounds Crew. I'm your host, Josh Gerson, along with my co-host, Bill Rahm. What's going on, guys? Welcome back for another episode. Before we get started, as always, we ask you guys to make sure you like and subscribe. We appreciate all the support. It helps us make great content for you guys. Um... Bill, you came in hot today with a question for me, and your question was, what do I think of ESPN's top 25 baseball players? Because you seemed, uh, for lack of a better word, pissed about it. I, I'm fired up because this is the second time that we've we've gone through a list and said, hey, what's going on? And and listen, it's no secret, you're a, a definitive Mets fan. I am a Mets fan as well. Mm-hmm. So we don't, I'm not going to pull punches. I, 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 I like my team. Uh, and the guys who are great on my team, I want to make sure are respected in a positive way. Uh, so I was mad for Mets reasons first. Uh, and then I just thought it was an interesting list. I thought it, it opened up a lot of good conversation, so I wanted to get into it. And uh, we'll get into it right from the top. Mike Trout, number one player in the league. Mm-hmm. Agree to disagree. Uh, I agree. I, I do think he... Like, overall, skill-wise, he is phenomenal. I mean, for me, I feel like there's always kind of questions with the top people in any sport when you talk about who's number one and who's number two because 99% of the time, they are almost the same player whenever you kind of discuss who's the best. Um, so I, I don't mind it. Um, obviously, there's there's people who have different opinions about how he plays the game versus other people, like, for example, Mookie Betts or people like that. Who's so, number two on the list. Who is number two on the list. Um, so it, And you could easily flip-flop them, and no one would really mm-hmm. bat an eye at it. Um, I do think Mike Trout's still kind of the, uh, the golden boy to some degree of – in the league, everyone just kind of looks to him as the guy who who has it all. Well, listen, so. listen. There, I, I I'm with you. Mookie Betts, I think, is close to being a a Mike Trout level guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I think that the we've we've talked about the the Mike Trout Mookie Betts. Mike Trout's a thousand OPS on autopilot mm-hmm. almost every single year. Uh, Mookie's not necessarily all the way there, but also we've discussed. Mike Trout's doing this when his team sucks and it doesn't lead to winning, right? There's no pressure. Yeah. Who, who, what are his numbers going to look like when it matters for him to play well, right? Yeah. Is he gonna? Is he gonna instead of trying to hit that like hit a ball for a hit, right? Is he gonna do a sack fly, mm-hmm. right? And and you, now the batting average isn't the same. These other things change. This other stuff manipulates, and you do things that are winning baseball plays that aren't necessarily statistical uh, generating plays. So I, I don't know who he is then. Mookie has been in the throes of always winning, mm-hmm. right? He won when he was with Boston. He's winning now that he's a Dodger. Yeah. So the dude's just a winner. So his numbers have to be looked at in the prism of we're, we're, we're winning World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the thing. Yep. And Mike doesn't get there. And, and what I would say becomes the interesting point to me is who had better numbers last year than Juan Soto? Juan Soto's line was kind of crazy. 344, 442, 594, right? We're talking an 1,100 OPS. Um, Like, oh, excuse me. That's actually Ted Williams' numbers. Soto was better. Soto was 351, (laughs) 496, 95. Guys, we're talking now at 1,200 OPS. Uh, Obviously, it's a shortened season. 
and it's a completely different point of view of what's going on. Uh, but those numbers right there, that's not number three best player in the game. That's best player in the game numbers. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and those are better numbers than anything Mike Trout ever put up. They're better than Mike Trout's season last year. So, like, how is this list being ranked? So if this list is being ranked, right, you've mm. now established to me that history matters. Yep. This isn't just about who this player was last year. It's who they have been and who do I think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going who they were last year and who I think they're going to be, is Harper is, is uh, Trout getting better? Trout's just staying as good as he has been. Right? So yeah. Soto has a shot at this is going to be sustained run of him being this guy, yeah. which would mean that he wins and who's going to be the better player long term. Soto. Soto, yeah. right? You'd rather have Soto than, mm-hmm. than, than have Trout. Well, he's already moving up the rankings. He was 11 last year yes. in 2020. Um, but that's my point. The, the, the rankings have some stuff, so yeah. and that's where I'm going. So Trout, to me, doesn't win out in the long term. And then what, who was he last year? He was, he was worse than Soto. Yeah. So two out of the three criteria we're saying we're using, mm-hmm. Soto was better. So now that means that we have a pretty heavily weighted thing to what have you done. Yeah. So I want us all to remember that in today's podcast as we move into other people. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? You, you definitely make a good point. And I think at least them bringing him up in from outside the top ten into the top three, that's important. Um, and I think if he does sustain that into this season, has a great full season, then you might see him in, in the, the top two or even possibly one. Um, but he, he is a, he's a young guy, and I would, I would love to see him keep – trending up like this because that is greatest player in the game greatest player ever type numbers so and, and we can say whatever we want about fernando tatis yep he's not that guy yep it's and, different, and, and, it's different. And, and that's that's the thing is like soto is maybe not as flashy and flamboyant he doesn't but he's play, de- he definitely does do that too so but he he, he i think it goes back to our shortstop conversation mm-hmm. right if you play shortstop people think of you differently yep you play a corner position, oh, you're not as valuable because of some fake thing that we used to think was real mm-hmm. that nobody had actual analytical numbers to back up. So, like, everybody's having to unencumber themselves from things that they always thought were real mm-hmm. that weren't real. Right. So, like, th- then you start getting into it. Ronald Acuna had a solid line last year, only a two, uh, 250 batting average, listed number four on the list. Mm-hmm. Do you like that organization of how all those guys ended up? Um. I don't mind it. Uh, who, who else is further down? Yeah, I, I think that's okay where he is. I like Soto being above Acuna. I, I think there's a lot of people who who are a little too hot on Acuna sometimes. I, I've seen some some reporters and things out there trying to tell me he's better than Trout in, in certain times. Um, but I like how that is with Soto above him. I, I think he's got a ton of potential. Um, and I think just the way he plays the game, like you could just see he has that edge to him of, being the competitor that can take you places. And then they're all above who the only other outfielder in the top 10, which is Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I agree that they all should be above Yelich, but Yelich is a perfect example of where we're waiting last year as not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. right? We're saying what you've done matters the most, right? And we're going to make a ranking of who's going to be the best player based a lot on what you've done. Listen, historical data is important in baseball. It tells you a lot about who the player is. But Yelich was an atrocity last year, yeah, right? And 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 he was, you know, almost almost didn't bat two hundred. 
So like when we're looking at that as a thing, I get batting average isn't the end all be all that people ultimately have recognized. Uh, but he was not the he was not a top ten player last season, Mm-mm. and out his his season before is astronomical. Yep. But it's also outsized from any of his other seasons. So like, if we're looking at Yelich, do we think Yelich is a top ten player? Well, based on like the criteria we were talking about, right? I think mm-hmm. um, they obviously they have been using previous years where they were at things yep. like that. So I don't like totally hate it because you know it's in there. Um, I think for him to validate it this season would be important going into next year for rankings and stuff mm-hmm. like this. Um, but based, just basing it on their performance from last year, it, I'm fine with it. I, I don't I don't necessarily think he couldn't be in the top 10. I, I don't, I, if you told me he was like 13, it wouldn't shock me either. And that's my thing is like looking at this list. Because I would put him behind Cody Bellinger. Lo- looking, looking at this list, it just doesn't end up. To me, it, it doesn't make any sense. They 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 pick and choose mm-hmm. because a guy like Freddie Freeman is above him, right? Mm-hmm. I think Freddie Freeman in this Freddie seven is seven. Yeah, Freddie just had his best season of his entire career. Yeah, eleven hundred OPS. He wins the MVP award. Congratulations! It that's impressive. Mm-hmm. But if we look at what he was outside of that, he's a really really good player. But is he a top ten player in the game? Like I never would have considered Freddie Freeman top ten. He he made he made a, a big leap. And is he your best for uh, first baseman in the game? I I'd say that I think that F- Freddie's got to be in that conversation. And I'd say yes. Mm-hmm. If if you if you were like who would you have if you had like a, an ultimate team and you could have anybody you want? Yeah, I'd say right now Freddie Freeman. I would take over a lot of other guys. Mm-hmm. High batting average, walks, can hit home runs, can do a lot of things. But I'm also stained and tainted by what he did last year, just like everybody is. Mm-hmm. But like now, you're 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 valuing that even higher, and you're putting more emphasis on what it is. And I think that that's to to tell me Freddie Freeman's a top ten player, number seven. Because mm-hmm. again, here's my here's my biggest one of my biggest problems with this entire list. Is Freddie Freeman this close, this close to Jacob Degrom as a player? No, I Jacob don't Degrom think so. comes in number six, behind Garrett Cole, which is the second biggest atrocity on this list, the second biggest atrocity of their list. In the last four years, do you know how many times Garrett Cole has been a better pitcher than Jacob Degrom, statistically? I'll give you the answer. Zero. Zero. Yeah, I was going to say zero. times. In, in the last four years, he's never had an ERA better than Jacob DeGrom in any situation. It's tough to do. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. His best season here. Now, he gets rewarded because he had a 360 strikeout season. Mm-hmm. But that year, Jacob DeGrom had a 170 ERA. You're not better than Jacob DeGrom. At w- what point in time, and, and in this they say... That was the season why, he had 30 wins, right? Why he's here, yeah. <laughs> well, Garrett Cole, number five, why he's here. Baseball's best pitcher admitted to being affected by the stop and start nature of last year's season. He is not baseball's best pitcher. He has not been. He has never been. It is Jacob DeGrom. It is not close. At some point in time, we were all confused because Jake went from being a guy who wasn't supposed to be there, mm-hmm. right? Late 20-something round draft pick... Like, was a was a, a shortstop, converted a pitcher. He's never supposed to—but we're talking now a guy who's been rookie of the year, 
right? Multiple Cy Young Awards. Mm-hmm. This isn't recent. He has dominated since the day he started, and yep. he hasn't let up, and he's, and he's only, only getting better. better. Yes. Garrett Cole is a really good pitcher. He is top five pitchers in the game. Great. He is not better than Jacob DeGrom. It's an absolute travesty to put him ahead of Jacob DeGrom. There has to be a gap. And my point is, right there, Garrett Cole is not better than Jacob. It's not close. It's not even remotely a conversation. Mm-hmm. Next. And now I am the guy who's always like, well, you know, it's harder for American League pitchers because they have a DH. Mm-hmm. Well, last year Jacob had a better ERA and he had a DH in the National League. Right. So that's thrown out. Yep. It's thrown out. I can't look at it. And was a, a, a better pitcher and always is. Always is. So Jacob DeGrom being behind Garrett Cole, that you, you can't do that. That can't be a thing. Uh, I would put Jacob DeGrom, I'd rather have Jake than Acuna. And yes. I, I wouldn't say, and Acuna is an amazing player, and I think he's an incredible player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would rather have DeGrom over him, and I'd rather have Soto over Acuna. Okay. Yeah. Acuna, to me, has a lot of versatility. He does a lot more things. Soto, to me, is scary with a bat. Yes. Like, Soto, to me, is like, ooh, he, I got, I got Barry Bonds vibes. Yes, that's what exactly what I was gonna say. I got Barry he, Bonds vibes. He comes out to the plate, and you know it's gonna be a difficult out all the Oof. time. And, and and yeah, listen, last year was with a shortened season, but when you slug seven hundred, like I, I don't know, I don't, I don't care if it's a forty-five game stretch, guys. You slug seven hundred in, in forty-five games. That's nutty, scary. And he was twenty-one years old. I think th- there's more to push there. But yeah. do you, what, what, what's your take on the Garrett Cole, Jacob DeGrom thing? Well, I think it goes back to like we were talking about before of like there's always a conversation of who's the one, two, what are the differences yeah. there? And I know statistically, obviously, Jacob DeGrom has been mm-hmm. a step above. Um, but there's obviously a lot of people who, who feel that skill wise, Garrett Cole is neck and neck with him. I wholeheartedly agree that Jacob DeGrom is a better pitcher. I think he should be higher on this list as well. I think he should be in the the three four spot yeah um, because i think when you're the best pitcher in baseball you have to be valued as a top three player in the league it's just there's always gonna you have to have a good pitcher you have to have the ace in the league and then you can have other people yeah beneath that i get you have a position player as your number one guy because they have to do a lot more things and whatever um but yeah jacob degrom over garrett cole it's not close for me yeah and people will say oh well a position player plays every day but a pitcher only you know plays once every five days. Yeah. Here's the thing: if Jacob Degrom's your pitcher, you score two runs, you win. Like, you can have a situation where where Mike Trout hits four home runs in a single day, and his numbers look great for an entire year. But they lost that game because you didn't have the pitching that backed it up. Your your success in that game did not lead to victory. A pitcher can literally go out, shut out another team. And there's no conversation. The win is his. Yep. Right? So, like, I think wins are a bad reference because they rely on the offense. But I think success of a player, pitchers are so valuable when they can dominate to the level that a guy like Jake has for the time that he has. So, I'm with you. I I think four is where I would slot him because I do think Soto is going to be a freakazoid. Uh, So, I don't want to put a pitcher above a guy who I think is a legendary bat potentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the fact that Freddie Freeman is the guy buttressing up right against Jacob Degrom, like Freddie Freeman should not be there. Yeah, there feels like a significant gap there where 
you go to Grom needs to be higher. So who do you think is then too low? Who who should replace a guy like Freddie? Who should replace the, a guy like uh, Tatis coming in top ten, number eight in the mm. game? Uh, do we think that that's where he should be? Do we think that's too high? Do we think that's the right thing? Um, we're down eight. I don't mind that, but also looking at how rankings have been with the Padres, everyone's a little hot on them right now. But I do think Tatis is an overall great player. Um, is he the I, best shortstop in the game? To me, no. I still I love Francisco Lindor. And again, now now we're now we're talking, and, and it's not even Mets bias for me. So, it, it so was always when he was on the Indians. I'm like everything that guy does is phenomenal. And that's the thing is he hasn't swung the bat for the Mets one time yet. Uh, and, and I don't think he's ever put up some of the stuff that Tatis did in a, in a, in a silly season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, last three years before last year's shortened season, his worst OPS was 842. He had 33 home runs. Uh, yeah, I got to say with you, I, I think it's bold to use one season as the reference. Again, now we're prioritizing last year mm-hmm. to an astronomical degree for this one guy and for Freddie Freeman – but then there's other guys who aren't being pushed forward enough for it. And there's also guys who aren't being penalized. So last year, if you played well, it's because you're good. If you played bad, it's because it was a shortened season. Yep. And I don't think that that's a fair reference point. You know, Yelich mm-hmm. was barely affected by it. But you're seeing other guys who are taking these big leaps mm-hmm. and, and these big moves up. So uh, Lindor ends up coming in number 10. So I, I would say I'm not like super disappointed. If you've mm-hmm. told me who would you rather have, I'd probably tell you even after the Mets just made that trade, I'd trade for Tatis mm-hmm. because the future. Yeah, He's younger. He's going to be able to do what he's doing right now for longer. Sure. Uh, but I don't know if there's a chasm between them. And that rounds out the top 10. And the top 10 is then right up against Nolan Arenado uh, coming in as the 11th best player in the game. Agree or disagree? Um, this is a tough one for me because the Colorado thing. Sure, there's definitely a little bit to that. I also, I hate to say, it, I do love Alex Bregman as a player. Um, statistically, he's been a beast. He's great defensively. Um, but you know, there's always that little asterisk from some of his past seasons. And last um, year, again, if you looked at Bregman, Bregman two forty two batting average. He had only an 800 OPS. Mm-hmm. It was one of his worst seasons. So, like, was he impacted by that? But Arenado didn't play well either. Yep. And Arenado batted a few percentage points higher, didn't really do much else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Bregman definitely is getting the uh, I'm a cheater, like, knockdown. Yes. Uh, and that's why Arenado's going up above him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Arenado to me – is a really, really good player. Yeah, uh, and, and I think defensively he's probably a touch above Bregman. He, uh, I think he's the best defender at third base in the game. Um, it, the stuff he does is just incredible. Um, and, and they have had comparable um, hitting seasons and, and things like that. But I think you could, I could swap those guys and, and not be too well, – It's interesting because the, the 11 through 20 is third base heavy. Yep. Right? Well, what I, what I thought was interesting too – is that I mean I, I think having Rendon below Bregman is kind of a stretch. I would have put them near each other, probably Bregman behind him. Like like them three for me are very interchangeable because I think they're all very much in the same category of, of 
being an elite defender. And yeah, an elite and, and I personally, I think Rendon's the best. Okay, I don't, I, think, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think hate that either. Yeah. I don't think it's close, and I, I think Rendon's a better player than Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. I think Rendon's a top ten player. I, I think we talked about it uh, two episodes ago, like the value of a third baseman, and I think there's a lot of times where it's more valuable than a first baseman. And, and he's he's so he's such a good defensive player. Mm-hmm. But then his bat is so much more ridiculously good than either of the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his 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 last year was uh, a meh year for a lot of people. He had a 9.15 OPS the year before that. He had a thousand OPS the year before that. A 9.10 OPS the year before that. A 9.30 OPS. So if we're looking over the last four seasons, he's a 900 plus OPS guy four times. Last year, he batted, his batting average is 286. That's better than both of those guys played last year. Mm-hmm. What are we ranking those guys ahead of him for? Bregman, I get, had one year where they, they, they were winning and he was hitting well and he was doing well. Randone's the best third baseman in the game. It's not Nolan Arenado. His numbers are gassed up from being Colorado. You, 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 can, you can tell me that he's one of the top 25 players in the game. I'm here for you. I, I agree with you. Uh, but I, I would take Randone over him. I'd take Rendon over him in, in a in a in a second, mm-hmm. uh, and I wouldn't think twice. And I think that again, the Angels themselves being overshadowed by Trout to some degree, you don't realize how how awesome some of the other guys. Obviously, Shohei Otani killing the game, another five strikeouts. They have a great lineup. Like no no cap, they have a phenomenal those, hitting lineup. They those, need to pitch to win. <laughs> those three guys and Otani pitching are going to hammer hammer balls. Yep. Um, and again, I, I think that that's going to come back to, you know, we have to stop looking at those guys under Trout and Trout under them. Mm-hmm. Because you you have a, you have now have a situation where you got to perform with other guys performing. Because last year, Rendon hit well. Yep. You know, it, was he Trout? No. But I don't expect Rendon to be that close to Trout. But he was close. Mm-hmm. And he's the same guy he's been. Yeah. And there's a reason why he got all that money to leave the Nationals and go there. Like, the dude is a stud. Uh, I, I think Rendon should be higher. I, I think I, having him outside the top 10 to me is one of the, one of the, the bigger points of contention I have with the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then another guy who, who absolutely killed it last year, Jose Ramirez. Yeah. He's a sleeper. And, and, and but he shouldn't be. And that's my point. Again, yeah. it's why do some guys – get the benefit of the doubt on stuff. Last year, 993 OPS. The year before that, 806. The year before that, 939, 957, 825. And earlier in his career, when he was younger and he was figuring the game out, he wasn't as great of a player. Mm -hmm. But, like, again, if I'm using the last five years, his worst year is an 800-plus OPS. And and that's what we're talking about was uh, a guy like Bregman and a guy like Nolan Arenado last year. Right. So, like, that's my point. How are we valuing these guys? Mm-hmm. Um, Ramirez is obviously more of a bat than, than a defender than some of those guys. Uh, but, I mean, he's a, he's a better bat. So it, it's just interesting when you see all that stuff to to start to recognize, you know, what are what are these lists even coming through with? And the, the, the then piece being, uh, is Manny Machado properly rated? What's Manny? 20? Yeah. Is Manny Machado? What's what were his stats from last year? So Manny Machado is currently rated just just so that we get it. He's currently rated behind Trevor Bauer, mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez, Walker Bueller, 
DJ LeMayhew. Would you put would you put Manny Machado above any of those guys? I know one guy. Trevor Bauer doesn't deserve to be in the top twenty five players. That's too much recency well, bias. That's yeah. That's way too and that goes back to my point on this list. Yep. Yeah. We are going to say if you did well, we'll shoot you up the ranks. If you did poorly, right, that didn't count. Like that, yeah. it's just it. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit of a fifty-fifty on. Oh, you got up there, cool. It's a little bit harder to slide out of the top ten, top twenty-five. But once, but if you're doing great and you get in there, awesome. But, we're gonna, but, we're gonna shoot but you Bauer, up there. Bauer last year on this list was eighty-eight. Yeah, he that's jumped crazy. from eighty-eight to sixteen. Well, I think a, there would have been a shortened season where he made like eleven starts. There would have been uh, an outcry if he wasn't in the top twenty-five. Why? Recency bias, absolutely. But who would outcry? The the fans. What fans? I think most people think Trevor Bauer is gassed up right now, and he's not. Uh, no, I, it's it's two ends of the spectrum. It's, oh, no, he's not that good. He's gassed up right now. Or, yo, he's the best player in the game. I mean, he just got absolutely shelled for, for four or three home runs three in home one, runs inning, one inning. Yeah. And he said he wasn't trying. So the, yeah. the the manager of the other team. So we'll we'll pull this in here. Mm-hmm. Manager of the other team is talking, and he goes, "Oh, our guys actually weren't trying for the first four innings. We decided to try in the fifth, and it worked out for us. We ended up hitting a bunch of home runs." I know that Trevor Bauer said that he was trying in the first four, but wasn't trying in the fifth. But mm-hmm. we weren't trying when he was trying. Yeah. So that's the only reason that he looked good. Uh, and then one of the reporters was like, "Did the, were the guys hitting with their their they eye? one eye closed?" And, yeah. and he was like, "No, they they were hitting with their eyes closed while they were trying to breathe through their eyelids mm-hmm. in order to work on some things that are going to be important for them through the rest of the season." Yep, absolute fucking legend. Yes, that he said that. Yep, uh, because Bauer's a, a joke with that shit. Yeah, it's tough. dude. When you're when you kill it, you have a reason you killed it, and when you suck, you have a reason you sucked, and it's never that you suck. But you've been a pretty good pitcher. You're, you're a number three pitcher who had one great season. Mm-hmm. And now you're walking around like you were worth $40 million. Like, this is going to be so hard for him. Yeah. Because he's going to let up some runs. Yep. But, and that's why I said, like, I don't think anybody would care if he wasn't in the top 25. Mm-hmm. I think it's a travesty that he's in the top 25. He is non-deserving of being in the top 25. He's not one of the top 25 pitchers in the game. Uh, he Being ahead even of Walker Bueller, his teammate, like mm-hmm. – Bro, I don't even know if they're gonna start you ahead of Walker Bueller this year. Like you're gonna you you're gonna like carry his jock. Like mm-hmm. stop it, yeah, stop it. Tough. ESPN's just trying to SEO this thing. Like mm-hmm. this is all <laughs> about showing up in search engines. Yeah, this isn't a real list, and that's I, it starts crumbling more and more. Mm-hmm. And I think too, and and like like you're saying, like there's a lot of people who who aren't with what he's been doing. And I think when he did that, whatever it was, like his second start pitching with one eye closed. I know a lot of people were kind of rubbed the wrong way with that, and he's done it a lot. Um, It's just that him not taking the game seriously. And, like, I get it. You want to have fun. You want to do all this stuff. But there's, like, a line. And I think this entire season he's going to have a microscope on him. And when he screws up, he's going to get blasted. And I think at some point that's got to weigh kind of heavy on you and and take a toll. Even if you won't admit it, subconsciously that's going to affect you. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out because, like, he said he didn't care in the past, mm-hmm. and then he's throwing balls over the back, and you know he's he's losing his shit and he's getting yeah. upset because he sucks. I think he's hard on himself, and like I, I I'm I'm fine for him closing his eyes and doing the pitching, right? Don't tell me you weren't trying. Even saying that publicly after you got absolutely shelled, bro, you look like a clown. You look like a little kid yeah. who's like I I didn't want to play anyway. Like, just 
don't be that guy. Yeah. You already it's tough, it's a bad you look. already are considered a little douchey. Like, don't double down mm-hmm. on it. Don't yep. double down on the douche. Like, don't don't be that guy. And then we talk about last year not affecting people, but then affecting people. Max Scherzer. Max mm-hmm. Scherzer comes in at twenty one. It's the it, he he has a two ERA most seasons. He has a three seven last year, and he falls down. Mm-hmm. So now last year affected him. Yep. Like he moved from being the seventh rated player to the twenty first player mm-hmm. on one season. Well, so if one season matters, then this list should be covered with Yellow should not be on this list. He shouldn't be in the top twenty five based off of last year, but he is. Yep. Why? Oh, because the past does matter. Mm-hmm. I, I hate when there's not a consistency in how you rated people. Like, tell me ahead of time, this is what we did. It just seems like a pile of junk. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm, just just killing me. See, I don't – this is why I don't mind MLB's list because they at least are mostly based on statistics. Like, they put it in the shredder, whatever they call it, but it's mainly statistical-based. So, cool. You're spitting out numbers to me and you have a reason for it. Great. These ones, you can tell that there's so much – different opinions being thrown around and yeah. there's nothing really to it and and it, it just doesn't hold up under scrutiny you have different writers who are given different points mm-hmm. and each writer's coming up with some bullshit that just doesn't end up like getting there um dj lemayhu is in the top 20 mm-hmm. which also like we said means that he's considered a better player than manny machado um dj lemayhu absolutely gets a performance bump for being a yankee not just that people perceive him as better. It is easier to hit home runs in Yankee Stadium and the AL East for home run numbers because the parks are small mm-hmm. and accidents happen. I accidentally pop up and it goes out, yep. right? Because it happens to be, you know, 214 down the line. Mm-hmm. That wasn't skill. It was luck. It has a, a huge component of if you were anywhere else, it's an out. And some of those things in the raw numbers are not picked up. In other advanced metrics, they can isolate based off of the park you play in right. to give you a more fair value. But when lists and numbers are, are brought up, LeMahieu's always pushed to the top. And I think LeMahieu is a really, really great player. Uh, I think he's an absolute stud. I think the Yankees did the right thing. But we know he's not top 20 by how hard it was for him to even get a contract. Like, nobody was trying to sign him for money. Mm-hmm. And then the Yankees signed him for for. For some money, yeah, he he he's doing okay. Well, he, I think it, it he's too is poor. like as a second baseman. Some, I mean, actually, the majority of teams don't want to pay top dollar for it because it's something you can kind of in, get interchangeable with. It, you're, if he has a great bat, awesome. But the majority of second basemen don't, so they're kind of like. Well, is that the case anymore? It's it's definitely changing, and, that, and we and talked that, about that, that last DJ's episode. obviously top of the market of that. Is he? According to this list, yeah. According to this list, but we'll come back to that because yeah. I, I have <laughs> I have big data for later. Okay. Um, we're going to go down because uh, a lot of the other guys at, at, in the top 25, Trevor Story, fine player, disagree, be, just because he's ahead of somebody who I think should be here. Okay. Aaron Judge, 24, disagree. When's the last time Aaron Judge was good? Two years ago, probably. His rookie year? Rookie year, is that 2017? Like, last yeah. year, 890 OPS. Like, that's really solid. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not as good as Dom Smith. So, like, at w- like what are we using as the recency bias? Mm-hmm. The last two seasons, Dom Smith's a better hitter statistically than Judge. So why is Judge here? Mm-hmm. 
right? What, what, it's again, that doesn't make any sense. It's like something that we think we should be saying, but it's not something that feels like it's based in reality. Right. And that brings me to the guy who I, I don't believe is a top 25 player. I understand why people think it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper last year was really good, high nine, 900, better OPS than Aaron Judge. I don't know why Aaron Judge is ahead of him. Aaron Judge still living on his uh, 52 home run 2017 season. Um, I, I think Harper is a really, really good player. I can hear your argument for top 25. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I, I look at Harper the same way anymore. No, I don't either. And just kind of looking further on into the 26 to 50, I think once I think this 25 slot, there's a ton of people that you could pop in and out of there. And it wouldn't shock me, but I I wouldn't have had Harper in the top forty to be honest with you. Yeah, and and, and it, it's like you're telling me that he he's a better slash more valuable player now than Steven Strasburg or yeah. Matt Chapman. Yeah, I I, I I just I don't think so. I, I think he's kind of fallen off a little bit. And and even staying in that list on his own team, I'd rather have JT Muta than Harper. Yeah, absolutely, because the value that he brings, like. He he's got the bat. He's got what he what you need from that that position. Um, again, last year an 840 OPS. Uh, so so do, does the numbers plays what we would consider to be a more premium position? Though I would say that the premium of that position has dropped down. But you also have to look at it based off of how good are you comparable to anybody else who does what you do. Mm-hmm. And Real Muto is you know a, a a fair bit ahead of a lot of other guys with the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 he fell. He was twenty three. Harper has been sitting in the in the same zone for a while. Um, that's one where, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I would say, I don't agree. Mm-hmm. But I think this. I, and again, I'm going to bring my my Mets, my Mets fandom back into why I'm angry at this list. And I think you might know where I'm going. How in the Sam hell? based off of any assessment you possibly can have, are any of those players considered better than Jeff McNeil? It's a great question. It is a great question because Jeff, Jeff been... just had his worst season of his career, and he bet he had an 836 OPS. And he's not in the top 50. Yeah, it's tough. He is not in the top 50 players. Is he really? He is not in the top 50 players. This is why I didn't tell you all my stuff. Oh, Glaber Torres is considered better than him. Pete Alonso is still considered a better player than That's... him. Pete comes in at 48. Pete had an atrocity of in a season last year. Why are we valuing home runs so damn high? That's brutal. Absolute brutal. Like I did not realize that. Oh my we, god. We have we have Rafael Devers is considered a better player than. Jeff McNeil. That's crazy. And guys like I, you, you, are they? Well, let me ask you this: Did they put him as an outfielder? No, they have him listed on this list as a second base outfield, dual position. That's crazy. Every other every other sports network has him as the two three second baseman in the league. And his his three nights, and this is the thing that they say inside of this, guys. His 319 batting average in the, since 2018 is the best in Major League Baseball since he came in. So we're talking over the last three years, we have the hot guy with the highest batting average mm-hmm. who hits home runs, 
has a middle 800 to high 800 OPS in that time. That cat isn't even a top 50 player. Who also is not a top 50 player is Jose Altuve, who I think also is getting yeah, like trash season but, last year. But last year, so like last year he was bad. Mm-hmm. But you're still telling me he's better than Jeff McNeil, whose worst year was last year and he's at 840 OPS. That's better than that's better than Nolan Arenado. Mm-hmm. That's better than Bregman. Why is why is Jeff McNeil not in the top 25 players? And if you're gonna tell me not top 25, fine. I'll hear you out. I'll go with it. He is absolutely should be somewhere in that 25 to 50 list. And the fact that he's not, again, you guys, you've lost me. And here are some other numbers. Here are some other guys who have not been better than Jeff McNeil over the last three years. So in the last three years, this player has made two All-Star games, plays a a higher quote-unquote position, and he has been somewhere in the same ballpark in that time as uh, Jeff. Jeff has comparable war to Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. He has comparable war in that time and has a better batting average and has done more, had better OPS seasons than uh, Corey Seager. Okay. So well, I think Corey had his best best year. Last, last year was year. Corey's best year. His next the season after that eight seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's worse than uh, Jeff McNeil. The season before that seven forty four. So again, we're saying that Trevor Story is a better player in the last three years. He has one season better than Jeff McNeil. So what wait. are we biasing this? Are we using? It's got, I mean, that's a home run. What is making? At that point, it's it's right? only home it's runs. Home runs. And that's my thing. Is like, how how are we going to value? You're valuing a, a statistic that we know doesn't matter. It's OPS. OPS mm-hmm. is the thing that matters. If a guy, so so again, using the Mets is that one of the guys who's a big OPS guy, mid eight hundred OPS guy, who doesn't hit a lot of home runs is Brandon Nimmo. Mm-hmm. But Nimmo hits fifty doubles a year, yeah. right? It was the same thing that everybody saw with a guy like um, why am I blanking on his name? Second baseman from the Mets went to the Nationals. Why am I blank? Uh, Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy was a guy who forty doubles and he'd hit twelve home runs. Mm-hmm. And then he figured out how to pull the ball more at the MLB level. Yeah. And he hit big home run numbers. Yes, he right? did. But his OPS didn't change that much mm-hmm. because he, his, his, he was getting more outs, right? Other superficial numbers started to improve. But the home runs, but then everybody thought he was a way better player because of the home runs. Right. And it's like we have to separate some of this. But uh, the fact that there is that, that two out of three years – Sager is not better. Maybe you want to say he's better defensively for sure, mm-hmm. right? Great. He is not that much better that, that a guy like McNeil doesn't deserve to be in the top 25. And if you don't want to be in the top 25, he better be in he the top 50. top 50. And the fact that he's not, again, just it, 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 it buoys this list that, that ESPN is out here just not trying to make real lists. And you're, 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 it, it, it just it hurts my soul to see something like this. Because I'm here for the hot takes. I'm here for people to give me hot takes. But, like, show me where this stuff is. Devers at. being above him is actually ridiculous. Yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. That's actually like, crazy. Like, what is it? What's the thing? One season, he had yeah. a 900 OPS. Guess what? So did McNeil. Mm-hmm. So, like, what What are you using as the frame of reference for this? Because yeah, he's younger? crazy. Like, there's nothing statistic. And this is why Mets fans have a, have a like, a, a, a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder when they talk about anything mm-hmm. is because we get the little brother syndrome on the radio here locally, yeah. right? You take things to heart when it's not there. But Aaron Judge is not a top 25 player. 
DJ LeMahieu is maybe a top 25 player. The fact that the that better Mets players are not on the list goes to show how, why Mets fans feel the way they do about things. This Mets team is way better than everybody realizes. You and me think it, and, and everybody, oh, if you listen to this podcast, it's because you guys are... Last year, Michael Conforto had a 322 batting average. Mm-hmm. And he had a overall 927 OPS. He's got an 843 OPS for his career, including the year he was coming off when he completely separated his shoulder out of his socket. Yep. If you throw Seems that early. season away, he most likely would have looked somewhere in the 875, 880 range as an OPS. Mm-hmm. The dude's a stud who's not... He hit 33 home runs in 2019. Last year, he has a 927 OPS. Why is Michael Conforto not in the top 50 players? He's been a better player or the equal of a guy like Bryce Harper. He's been a better player or equal of since 2017 of a guy like Aaron Judge. He's been a better player than Aaron Judge since Aaron Judge has played baseball. Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge has one season where he hit a bunch of home runs. In that year where Michael Conforto only played in 109 games, he had 27 home runs, had 939 OPS. Yeah, guys, what is baseball? And and like, like, what is this list, honestly? Oh, yeah. And ESPN, like, it's. I know a couple years ago, ESPN had to cut a bunch of people. I I was thinking about that. They're they're limited people. Those people ended up at the Athletic. Mm -hmm. Those people are ended up. ESPN's baseball content is limited now. You know? I I, I agree. I agree. I agree. It, it like baseball tonight. What was that? Three years ago they cut that show? Like Because <laughs> you don't have anybody who's a real you, you have like the basic beat reporters. You start out there mm-hmm. and your job, hey, just follow this team. You can do it remotely. Just give me content as often as you can. And it's not about quality of understanding things anymore. And a list like this comes together, and it's just like, now I know why why baseball struggling is. Like, it just doesn't seem like people are putting in any effort. Yeah. The, the top of the list is just like, I know this name. Mm-hmm. This name, oh, Trevor Bauer. I, I know his name. That's, that's all, he's, exactly, that's all he's, it is. He's been on other, other channels. Let me use his name. Let mm-hmm. me put him in the top ten. And then, yeah, you know, podcasts like ours show up, and we're talking about this. But, like, Bro, that's a terrible list. That's a terrible list. That's yeah. a terrible list. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're doing here. I, I think there's, it, it's definitely the hey, we're just gonna grab all the big names, put them on a list. It's gonna be semi right. It's a lot of other people's opinions are gonna say that it's different. Whatever. Um, I just, I always feel with these lists too, like you're looking at guys like because there's people out there. Who will use these lists as hey, these are your comparable guys when you go to contract, when you go to arbitration. Yep. That's that's always the thing. I was watching a whole thing on how they 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 look at your comparable players and then help you value for arbitration. And if you're gonna tell me that Rafael Devers gets X money and Jeff McNeil's gonna go into his arbitration and they're gonna be like, yo, Rafael Devers got X and he's better than you, so you're gonna get this. Right? Like there's someone out there, some that guy that's gonna go look at this yeah. and be like, hmm, what am I gonna do here? And I just don't there's always something wrong with this. There's something and, flawed here. And and yeah, and listen, like I, the the guy who I think is is supremely undervalued on the list, our our, our guy Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Otani comes up on this list as 73. 
Uh, last year when he was on the list, he was 34. Uh, That's crazy. <laughs> again, 34 to me is slightly low on my bullishness for him. Sure. Um, 73 I get. I, I absolutely understand. Um, but Otani's going to crush that list, and it's going to yep. make this list look stupid. Like, I wish somebody would have taken a shot and a gamble on him. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who I just saw being on the list who I have to have a little bit of a discussion about because he's a better pitcher than uh, Trevor Bauer, mm-hmm. and he's not. He, he did not get the love. Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler comes in on that list as number, I believe, 73, 72 or 73. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he comes in at 72. Zach Wheeler's a better pitcher than that. Last year, he was a 2-9 ERA moving to the Phillies. Mm. So you expect his ERA to rise. He's been a mid-3 ERA guy for a number of years now. He's he, he, he is a better pitcher statistically over a lifetime than a guy like Bauer. Right. Bauer's got a recency bias. It's crazy. Yep. And and yeah, I mean, last year they had uh, they had Wheeler at eighty three, and you had Bauer at eighty eight. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You guys knew it then. What yep. changed? We're 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 overdoing this. And then, obviously, uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for this list right now because mm-hmm. they they just they they keep doing it. They for triggered me. you hard. They triggered me hard. <laughs> I, I I just I look at it and you see guys like that, and you're right, like. Guys won't make the money that they'll make because of the fact that they're not listed in these in these articles. They're not put. There's not press and publicity for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found Conforto's listed at 53. Um, he's a better player than Pete Alonso. How is he 53? Like that. That does just the guys like using some some basic idea there. Um, so. What do you think the the changes could be? Because a guy like Conforto is currently up for a new contract. How does he value himself? Because if you told me he asked for a, a deal that's similar to Bryce Harper, I could you could justify it for me statistically. Um, for his, you're saying as like his his yearly his yearly contract contract value thirty million dollars a year. I don't. Th- I don't think he's going to get that. Honestly, I, don't, I know he's not going to yeah. get it. Uh, but my question is, why not? Statistically, yes. I, I. I think there. There is some weight to that, but I don't think you. He's not going to go out there and. and is say, he going to get twenty million? Depends if they're going to pay Lindor. I don't think it depends. The question I don't, is, does I don't he get think, twenty million? For how many years? Does he get twenty? Does he get a five-year, hundred million dollar contract? I don't think that's impossible. And to me, the fact that five years, a hundred million. Is like even a question boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know what we're using as the frame of reference. Well, I, I like to I like to hope that there's some kind of more intelligent thing. He's they an eight fifty. <laughs> he's an eight fifty OPS guy who batted three hundred plus multiple times. Like I I don't like that's where even the contracts to me are just crazy. What are you valuing and what are you justifying? Like I get people will say the reason why why. A guy like uh, Harper got more money mm-hmm. is because he sells tickets and he gets people to come. Sure, hundred sure, percent. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think he's even that player anymore, though. No, he's right? not. He's, he's definitely not. gotten a little quieter. But I, I will say for Conforto, he's only been getting better. Like for sure, you but see so it. That, so that's, so that's, that's why I, I don't disagree with you that if the Mets wanted to extend him long term for a bunch of money, 
I don't hate that because he is a great player and he's getting better. But and if he gets if he gets if he gets five years, ninety six million, mm. is that a steal? Kind of, yeah. I, it's not kind of to me. It's a steal. Yeah. <laughs> and then this brings up again the same situation. There's a guy like Brandon Nimmo. Is, is, is Nimmo's going to end up being happy to get ten million dollars a year? Mm-hmm. And he's got an eight hundred plus OPS for his career. Yeah. No, Nimmo's quietly a, a really good center. Really fielder. good player. Yeah. It's really just, good player. Yep, it's super low key, and and when you look at some of the contracts that some of these guys have, where they're making all this money, and it's like, what did MLB look at that defines it? Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at you look at the you look at the NFL, like the NFL makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The NFL makes sense. I know who's making what. The only position that seems to be freaky is quarterback. Yeah, and I think quarterbacks are relatively overvalued, but like mm-hmm. that's a separate thing. Um, the NBA doesn't make sense. Yeah, they just throw money at people. <laughs> but also, like because there's a max contract that any one person can get mm-hmm. inside of it, um, you have a situation where the best players in the world are underpaid. Like LeBron is underpaid at thirty million dollars a year. Yep. Right, like mm-hmm. thirty-five million, forty million dollars. He's underpaid. Chris Paul is making forty million dollars right now. He's the high, one of the highest, top five highest-paid players in the league. He's being overpaid, mm-hmm. right? But then you have a guy like making $33 million a year. Like a, Mike Conley was a pretty good point guard. He was making $33, 35000000 million. No shot. Mm-hmm. But he, he he's deserving of a quote-unquote max. Yeah. Based off of who he is, he's deserving that max. But that player's not worth it. Right. So, like— but the NBA, you know what's coming mm-hmm. because of the fact that the, the, those cap and those numbers exist. Like if a guy outplays it, like the Knicks right now have Julius Randle killing it. He's yeah. only making $20 million. Right. And, and, and when he signed for $20 million, everybody's like, oh, you overpaid. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, wow, wildly underpaid. And it's like, how did it swing that much? Baseball, there's no fucking rule. Yeah. Like you got you got guys who are weight making you got Trevor Bauer right now weight making way too much fucking money mm-hmm. to be a guy who's never going to be able to make that value. Yeah, and I think too it's it, like it, how you phrased it was good. It's like what they think of them. Trevor Bauer built up this whole persona, and and regardless of stats and things, he changed people's opinions, their minds about who he is, what they're going to get out of him. Yeah. And he had a Cy Young season. He had all this publicity. Blah blah blah. So people looked at him differently, and they said, "You know what? You're worth that. Sure, we, we'll give it to you." So then, I th- then every team who thinks they're about to be good mm-hmm. should sign their player. Like the Mets right now should sign everyone. Yeah, to as but, long but of a Braves contract with, as they with can. Albies. Yes, that's well, what they, uh, they uh, were approaching. Like you know what? We got this. Well, team also here. Acuna's on an eight-year, hundred million dollar deal. Yep. Right. Like that's a steal. They they stole him. Mm-hmm. Stole him. Because they bought out his younger years, and we talked about that. I like that. You yep. signed him for that contract young. The guy who completely turned all of it upside down on its head is Tatis because mm-hmm. he signed it too, but he also got paid. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like his agent worked it that, yeah, 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 you guys can buy us out for less than you'd have to pay in the future. You're not going to have to pay us $50 million. Mm-hmm. But you're going to pay us, you know, $25, $30 million a year. And Acuna has to be looking at it like, I got hosed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but if you're the Mets side, you, you better sign Conforto because he's going to do the numbers that he's been doing his whole career. But now he's got 
Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil, all these guys. That team's going to win games. If they win a World Series, how are you going to sign everybody? Everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. Mets payroll is going to be $240 million. Yep. You, you, you're currently underpaying too many people. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? But, like, that's why I say, like, it, it, it shouldn't be that dirt, uh, like, it shouldn't be that you, we won so you got, you're finally worth the money. Right. Right? Because yep. then, again, wh- why is Mike Trout making any money? He doesn't win. Yeah. Got one of the worst winning percentages in baseball. Yep. Like, so I don't know, man. That's why I, I – we talked about it a bunch of times. Like, is is that person worth it if you guys don't <clears throat> win? What are you paying for that? You're just paying for a great player who's not actually giving you anything that you're really trying to do. So and, – And that's why, like, a, a bunch of years back, I was like, hey, if the Mets really wanted to make a, a move at something – Right, you you send Dom Smith, you send Conforto, you send Steven Matz, you send something else, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're crazy." If if I'm building, Mike Trout, you're saying Mike Trout. Yeah, I know. If, if and you've heard me say yes, this before, and people are like, "You're absolutely nuts. You're out of your minds." But like, if I'm if I'm right now the Angels, I could win if I traded Mike Trout. You could, absolutely. I would start winning almost overnight. If I was willing to move Trout. I think because I already have Rendon. Yep. I already have Shohai. I already have this lineup that can mash like the baseball. Yep. I could get back two high-end starters and future studs for Trout's name right now. And if I traded him to let's let's use it as the perfect example. If I went to the Yankees today. Right, mm-hmm. I could get their best young starting pitcher. I could get Glaber Torres. I could then get any uh, anything else I want out of their their whole minor league system. Free up forty million dollars a year, all that contract, all that money, all that stuff. Bring those players over. My lineup does not get much worse. My starting pitching gets way better. I will win more games. By trading trap. Yep. And that's what I think is the craziest about these lists is like, it looks like baseball doesn't know who's worth money. Mm-hmm. And maybe that goes back to why teams like the Marlins are able to dump everyone, become good overnight. It's like, they're just using, guys, this just doesn't make sense. Yep. I think that's, what, that's exactly how the uh, the Indians looked at Lindor's trade. Yes. Like, it's at some point, having one guy that's great and everyone else super average is not valuable. But now they bring in his replacement, potential other guys replace yep. all this, free up the money, give opportunity for young pitchers to move in because Carrasco's gone, do all this stuff. Yeah, like the Indians reset, reloaded, and I don't think they're much worse. Yep. Right? Are they worse at a single position? Yes. But when you're telling me that there's so many guys who matter for winning with baseball— and a guy who bats is only going to come up and get what amounts to being 12% of the at-bats, mm-hmm. 13% of the at-bats. Like, how much do your, does your percentage of good really affect the overall score? And when you have a team like the Mets who is a player away, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, pitching staff ready, this ready, bullpen ready, give us a superstar. You can flip a switch, and the team is now. I expect the team to win 100 games. If they yep. don't win 100 games. I think the Mets underperformed. Absolutely. Like I don't see a reason. Uh, if they had the DH, they'd be even better. Um, 
who could you trade right now and just instantaneously get better as an organization? I'd trade Trout and Harvey. And I could get a trade like that because no one values a guy like Conforto enough. Because mm-hmm. his name is Conforto and not Harper. But like, if it was Harper, you'd be like, oh, okay, we could do that trade. That's enough of an even swap. Mm-hmm. It's like, just look at the numbers. Like what you All we're doing is punching math equations into the – and I know that baseball diehards will hate this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, across 162 games, guys, punching the – that's what the Yankees do. That's why the Yankees have not been able to win is because the Yankees are so deep on their analytics. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the same team I would put in the same similar situation is the Braves. They have done such a good job of building regular season rosters that the numbers play out well right. every year. And it gives them the chance – but then those same numbers are the reason why they aren't special and they can't take the next step. You need outliers. You need an outlier. Yeah. And those outliers are the guys that you think like a Lindor, right? You people are assuming that Trout's an outlier. Yep. You assume he would level you up. But he's not getting you there, so you don't actually know. So nobody yep. knows. How do? So what are we paying for? Yep. If if I were them, and I was going to trade Trout, I would go after a young starter. Yep. To add to that rotation. Yep. Go for a decent center fielder to fill your spot. Um, and then a couple other young guys, like you said, to kind of bolster the future. Yeah. That are that are, you know, up there your top ten prospect in your in your organization. And I think that's a, a pretty decent trade, especially if you get a guy like I don't know, like a like a Giolito or a Bieber. That's like this young guy who's gonna have this future that's gonna help carry your team. That's that's a solid. You're as much as you hate to say like, oh, he's the best player in the game. Whatever. You're getting a lot of value. That's going to help your team win and, games. And that's my thing. The best player in the game inherently is is in that sport not worth it. Yeah, exactly. In that sport, in, for sure. You know, in basketball, yes. you can't pay a guy enough who's mm-hmm. who's the like. I couldn't pay LeBron James enough money. Like I could not pay him enough money mm-hmm. because. He has proven that it does not matter what he does. He will win. Yep. He knows the science of winning basketball better than anybody who's ever played the game. Because in an analytic, scout the world, the best players from Spain, Argentina, anywhere. Like if you're the best, you play in the NBA. Mm -hmm. You can't say that about the 70s teams that were right. playing. Yep. You can't say that about the, you know, really early Celtics and, and, and a guy like Will Chamberlain who was just dunking on dudes who were way smaller than him. Like the world has been scoured for the best players. We have the best analytics, we have the best everything. So right now should be difficult to win mm-hmm. for a single guy. Not for a single organization because if you're good at finding talent, developing talent, you can win consistently. You can be the best. Right, still. absolutely. But he's done it no matter where the fuck he goes. Yep. So he's the best winner. No one else in the NBA can win like him. Yep. Steph Curry. Steph, you guys still have Wiggins, Kelly Oubre. You have uh, uh, Draymond Green. You have uh, White, uh, uh, I think Weissman, who was just the second overall pick. So your team theoretically is more stacked than anything LeBron has ever had, mm-hmm. and you can't win. LeBron did. Yep. He did it with Kevin Love. Kyrie was hurt. The dude sti- both of those guys were out and they were winning games against a roster that was way better than theirs. Yep. Right? Della Vadova was his best player besides that. Like that shows you how he still was there winning games. Yes. 
Trout cannot do that. Yep. It's, well, a starting pitcher can. Yes, and I think too, and you're, you're, the way you're describing how LeBron plays, right? Like it's the his effect on each and every game, right? And he has a hand in almost every play, and like th- there could be a day where Mike Trout goes 0 for four, gets one fly ball. What was, what his was value your impact? There? What was his impact? Now we look on the flip side of that team. A guy like Shohei Otani can have an impact every game, and also go out there every five days, every four days if he wants to, and get you seven innings, one run. So now, now you're talking about a lot of value, which is why we're talking about should he have the best season ever? Yes, because of his impact, it, it's just a different level because of what else he can do there. For sure. And, and, uh, my 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 I guess my roundabout point is. Because baseball relies so much on five starting pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. Eight to nine guys who are playing consistently, another three guys who are playing regularly, mm-hmm. if not every day. Yeah. And then you have relievers at mass who are playing. You have literally of the 25 guys, you have 23 that really matter to success yeah. on a really on a weekly basis. So when you have 23 guys who matter, one guy doesn't actually matter that much. But baseball pays guys like they matter the same way a basketball player matters. Mm-hmm. And it's not close. You have you have eight-man rotations in basketball, but you play both sides, offense, defense. Yep. And one guy, if he's worlds better than everybody else, can literally just go out and score on every possession. And if the other team misses even a little bit, the game is over. Yep. That one person... Mike Trout can't go out and take the bet and just decide I'm going to hit for every person in the lineup. That's not how it works. Yep. So he's just not as valuable as what you could get for him. I would rather get four players than have Mike Trout. I'd rather have give me a theoretical package. Like let's let's think what's a theoretical package for Trout that you could think about inside the game. Like first off Who's an organization that has the, the 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 star power money to to pull the trigger on that? To hold on to Trout? Right. Uh, you'd have to go to like big market. So I'm saying if we say we're gonna go to a big market, let's say like the the the, the, the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Right? Are they are they ready to make their play to overtake the Cubs? Right? Are, well, are, here's the thing. So it, let's say we use the White Sox. If you put Trout there. Yes. What what they're going to ask for effectively makes the White Sox the Angels. Yes, so you're right. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You'd have to go to a team with a surplus of arms and a surplus of talent. So you're, so you're looking at the top five teams in the league, probably. You'd have to go to, I don't know, the Dodgers. Right? See, so like, I thought of the Dodgers. The Dodgers was my first thing because they just seem like they're reckless and bold. Yes. And they're out here and they're like, you know. Because they, they could send Bellinger and Bueller – and Gavin Lux, and there now you have a good second baseman, an outfielder to replace him, and a, a pitcher that adds to the rotation. But I don't think that I think the Dodgers recognize also that they don't need Trout. It doesn't really make their team better. If, if anything, it makes them worse, kind of. Yeah. So, um, who else? Who else? You know what I what I hate, but I also would love to see if if. And they just don't have the money for it. Would be like the Rays. The Rays have so many. So the Rays guys. was me. I was gonna like you trade Glass now. Yeah. Right. And then you. But add... I don't think they can afford him. It's it's not in their their style of baseball. Well, and, and, I agree. Yes, I, I I agree there. I think we're we we both have the the same the same kind of thought process on mm-hmm. on what it is. 
So like, again, I don't want to use the 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 Mets or the Yankees as the as the thing because I'm trying to separate it. Mm-hmm. So what what about a team like Boston, right? I, I was gonna say, I don't know if they haven't actually. That's not true. They they could do it. I think they would have had a better shot at it with if they had kept Benatendi. Okay. Because maybe they go like Benatendi. Um, they have some young guys like Chavis, Dalbeck. Like maybe it would be probably more of a young guys thing because their pitching staff's kind of, eh. Yeah. Um. So they'd probably just go more prospects at that point. Mm-hmm. But Trout would be obviously a step up from Bradley. Like he kind of replaces Mookie. Like that. Well, kind so of that's thing. the thing is that they needed to get out from underneath a lot of financial things at one point right. in time. So so now they're more of hey I can I can I can bring the money back in. Right, I can start to think. Okay, I have more money that I can come in with, and, and I can do something. And maybe I shoot a shot. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe I send a bunch of prospects and I do stuff. Would that team be better? But you're right. Like the real move is if you're gonna get a superstar, you have to be a team that's about to pop. So the question is, who's about to pop? Right, who's about to be somebody who can do it? It really does come down to the Mets already made their move. Right. Yep. The, the Mets traded what it amounted. So look what Lindor went for. He went for nothing. Yeah. Lindor was rated in this list as a top ten player in the game, and he went for relatively a bag of sand. Yep. So the fact that he went for a bag of sand is kind of the point. I agree. The Indians got better. Mm-hmm. Right. Long term. Yep. If Jimenez is a good player, if Rosario can find a long time position. If some of the prospects that they got otherwise can do some things, they got better. But the Mets got way better by just adding in that their 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 weakness is now just somewhere else. Yep. Right. They immediately shortstop's tra- no they- longer a weakness. Their pitching rotation got a great piece that will be on the team at some point to play. Um, that that's great moves. I think if the Angels wanted to move him because. His contract is a huge deal Yeah. of what you're taking on. If they had wanted to move him, I think it would have been as his last contract was ending. That was your prime time. Because at that point, yeah, you can send him somewhere else. Maybe he signs a shorter deal, yeah. same yearly uh, worth, but he, you can move him around a little bit more. He can go different places, do whatever. Um, but now you're looking at, uh, what, 14 years, three, three, 13 years, 300-something million, 400 yeah. million, whatever it was. That's, that's a tough thing to be like – I'm going to well, take this Alex on. Alex Rodriguez moved, and he went right. to the Yankees, and the Yankees but, like, didn't have to give up a lot. I don't so, know how many teams are really out there that are so in the right position I will, to do I will that. Use, I will use the Mets as the perfect example, and I'll make my case. Okay. You you trade, right, uh, Brandon Nimmo, right? You trade Dom Smith. Bypass that. you Because we'll use big names. Mm-hmm. You trade Pete Alonzo. You trade Brandon Nimmo, you trade Peterson, the pitcher, and you trade whoever you guys think is the top prospect in our organization. They're going to want our catcher guy, probably. Uh, Alvarez. Fine. Yes. Done. Done. The Mets didn't give up anything that hurt them. Right? Dom Smith goes goes to first first. base. Center field is covered by... Uh, Trout, Trout, Pilar, somebody goes into left. And you have Conforto and Trout in the outfield. You have Dom Smith playing every day. Your team is better, right? Your outfield is better. But the Angels are better. 
And that's the thing, is when a team is lacking depth, they if they're too top-heavy, they need to be less top-heavy to win. And baseball just never seems to get that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And, and, you know, the Mets showed you can be top-heavy with pitching and you can get to a World Series. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't deserve at the time to be in the World Series in yep. 2015. You can hold them down. You they, can they score got double there runs. You can't. You, you could. The, the, this was the Dodgers could have had a longer run of success. They could have been the the team for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. That 2015 Mets team kept them from being able to be there. Yep. Because they came out and they're like, mm, our pitching staff is just so much better than everybody else's. Yep. And that's that's coming again by the end of this year. Yeah. The Mets are still loaded. Most of the guys who were there then in some capacity are here now. Mm-hmm. You know, Degrom is that lead dog. Right, Carrasco is going to be a good a good guy when his hamstrings feeling better. Syndergaard's going to be back at the end of the year. Stroman is at least some semblance of a top hundred player mm-hmm. um, when he's on his stuff. the the Mets The Mets will be it. The Mets will be there. Um, and I think that that's the kind of trade baseball needs. Is we haven't had a situation like outside of Lindor, but everybody's like, oh, well, who does he sign with? What if he doesn't resign with the Mets? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but a guy like Trout needs to move. If they don't win this year, you got to move Trout. Listen, I, I don't disagree. It's just going to be a tall order for them, I think. Guys, with that, we're going to throw it to you guys. Do you think if, if the Angels don't win this year, do you think that they have to trade Mike Trout to someone else and restack their roster, reorganize? We appreciate you guys coming out today, listening. Remember, if you made it this far, like, subscribe, and uh, let us know what you guys think, and we'll talk to you next time. Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>